Holy Gospel is according to St. Mark chapter 1. They went to Capernaum, and when the Sabbath came, he entered the synagogue and taught. They were astounded at his teaching, for he taught them as one having authority, not as the scribes. Just then there was in the synagogue a man with an unclean spirit, and he cried out, What have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are. But Jesus rebuked him, saying, Be silent and come out of him. And the unclean spirit, convulsing him and crying with a loud voice, came out of him. And they were all amazed, and they kept asking one another, What is this, a new teaching with authority? He commands even the unclean spirits, and they obey him. At once, his fame began to spread throughout the surrounding region of Galilee. The Gospel of the Lord. You may be seated. Let us pray. Almighty God, you call us and lead us into your kingdom. You call us immediately, and we respond. Be with us in this walk of faith. Amen. So we're just getting into Mark. Did you ever think that the four Gospels are different? If you line them up side by side, and look at them, they each have a story to tell. If you look at the first public act in each gospel, you'll find out who Jesus is for each of the gospels. So, we start with Matthew. The first public act in Matthew is the Sermon on the Mount. So Jesus becomes the teacher. In Luke, he gives a sermon to his hometown. And they like the sermon until they realize the sermon wasn't about them and it was about helping the poor and the oppressed. So Luke is the preacher. John, John's first act The first act of Jesus in John is one of abundance. Water into wine for a wedding of a person who ran out of resources. Pretty neat. The main issue, six jars, 20 to 30 gallons in each jar, filled to the brim with the best wine when you least expect it. Miracle. And Mark, the first act in Mark is an exorcism. So what does that tell us about Jesus? We know that the gospel starts with his baptism and the heavens being ripped apart and then going into the wilderness and then coming out and meeting the demon. 
So what we're talking about in Mark is a boundary. Jesus becomes the one who breaks the boundaries. The boundary of demon possession and others as we work our way through Mark. Sometimes we put boundaries in place. Sometimes we try to put boundaries in place. Sometimes we think the place is the boundary. And sometimes we look at the boundary and we see that there is no way to get through. And yet God breaks the boundary. The boundaries might be political or social, might be religious or ethical, it may be racial or sexual, It may be gendered, it may be cosmic, and even the greatest boundary of all, death, is broken. So in Mark, we see Jesus the exorcist. Not a sermon, not a miracle, not a healing. But Jesus steps into the realm of the spiritual, the power of possession, and says, God is here, breaking the barrier of the unclean, destroying the evil that's in the universe goes to places and spaces where God has not been and defeats the opposite of God. So God is there. So our setting in Mark takes place in Capernaum, that city we talked about last week, that fishing-centered village. In a synagogue where prayer and teaching and worship and community takes place. And there are some questions. Jesus is breaking boundaries. By what authority? Why is he doing this? Whom is he speaking and acting for? What kind of ministry is it? All of those questions will be answered in Mark as we go along this year. And they will be defined by the fight. Because when you break boundaries, a fight takes place. Because those who have put up the boundaries do not want Jesus or God to break the boundaries. And so there will be a fight. The authority of Jesus will be contested and Jesus will have words and presence and deeds threatening other forces that claim people's lives because other forces have something to lose. So the unclean spirit finds Jesus. Jesus doesn't go looking. The spirit finds him. 
And the spirit says, paraphrased, why are you picking this fight? Couldn't you have just left everything like it was between us? But Jesus, entering the synagogue, has changed the order. He has crossed a boundary. And in a second, he will defeat. So this contest between the demon and Jesus, it's not a fair fight. The demon says, have you come to destroy us? Could mean a fearful answer, or it could be an arrogant answer that is miscalculated. In any case, Jesus doesn't pray. He doesn't say a formula. No props. He just commands, be gone. And the fight's over. So Jesus is the one empowered to declare the reign of God, breaking boundaries, making freedom rather than rules, letting people go from the whatever afflicts them and gives them life. We Christians... We come to church on Sunday and we worship. We know that the Son of God is here. We know that the Holy Spirit is in action. And we expect God to be here. Are we ready when God shakes us up? You know, a little bit of that razzle-dazzle that took place in Capernaum. That we can walk away knowing that we have encountered something wonderful. We should expect it. When we gather for worship, God is here. And when God is here, anything can happen. The translation in the new RSV is not real clear. Remember last week I talked about the word immediately? That word is used three times in the text. To give a literal translation, in verse 21 it says, And coming into Capernaum, immediately the Sabbath arrived, and he taught in the synagogue. It almost sounds like Mark is saying the Sabbath wouldn't have happened without Jesus being there. And in verse 23, it says, No sooner had Jesus immediately arrived to teach on the Sabbath And immediately, this spirit-possessed man shows up. Jesus shows up immediately. There is worship. And immediately, there is opposition. And in verse 28, after Jesus taught and has driven out the demon, immediately, his fame spread throughout the region. 
the story is telling us that when Jesus comes, boundaries are broken and immediately things are changed. And one of the things that is changed is Jewish law. The Jews believe that you should not touch anything unclean or a, or a defiled person because that could make you unclean. The bad infects the good. But Jesus turns this around. The Holy One from God touches the unclean and makes it clean. Jesus never, okay, most of the time Jesus doesn't hesitate to deal with the unclean. He ministers to people. He doesn't care what others think or what others will label him. And he knows that he is going against the holiness of the teaching of the temple. And so Mark is raising the question for us. Are we concerned about what public opinion is? Or are we concerned about helping those whose needs are great? So to summarize... We know that Jesus was blessed at his baptism and received the Holy Spirit. And the word there is possessed by the Holy Spirit. And we heard the word, you are my beloved son, with you I am well pleased. He's tested in the wilderness. And that blessing of Jesus is contrasted with the man possessed by the unclean spirit. There is no good words coming from that spirit, not telling the man that he is beloved of God or is God pleasing in any way. So, there is a fight. There is the blessing of God and the curse of evil. There is the building up of God or the tearing down. Rather than encourage, there is despair. Rather than promote love, evil sows hate. Rather than drawing us together, evil splits us apart. Jesus comes and he breaks evil. The hold over us is gone. So when we pray in the Lord's Prayer, deliver us from evil, it's more of a proclamation because it's already been done. And we have no fear of the evil one and our minds are focused on the Lordship of God. When we sing a mighty fortress, one little word shall fell him. 
It won't undo us. God is on our side. God is the victor. Amen.